Have you been enjoying the adventures of our characters in Rumble Squad and Serviceable Plots? Or getting into the nitty-gritty rules for 5th edition? Support us on Patreon. By contributing as little as $1 a month, you'll get to hear exclusive content and updates before anyone else. Our higher-level patrons get access to DMs notes, outtakes from our episodes, and even a chance to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode. Yes, you can hear our silly, out-of-character shenanigans, and even cause some of your own by influencing the story. Our producer-tier patrons listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to our producer-tier patrons, Matt Fry and Johnny Torres, for serving as producers on this episode. We also want to thank our adventure-tier and above patrons for their support this month. So thank you, Feral Joe, Mosiru, Shosuru Ajo, Grimfuse, Ryan Glasgow, Jeremy Kleinhans, and a Linux fan. To join this list of outstanding people, go to patreon.com slash dndraw. By joining our patrons, you enable us to dedicate more time to creating episodes. And if you're not able to support DND Raw on Patreon, we would love it if you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you. Next week will be Serviceable Plots, Episode 31. Join us now for Rumble Squad, Episode 27. Through Undeath, we excel forevermore. Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master for D&D Raw, and with me today are the following players. I am Chris, and I will be playing Orc Fireforge, the Hill Dwarf Forge Cleric. Hi, I'm Jane, and I will be playing Nissa Turin, the Gnome Arcane Trickster Rogue. I'm Nick, and I will be playing Leuven Cromdell, the Half-Elf Alchemist Artificer. Hey, I'm Rachel, and I'm playing Elaine Fox, the human barbarian druid. Last time. Rumble Squad continued to learn what they could about their companions, the Pummel Patrol, and the scrying crystal that was the original reason for their journey out here. Meanwhile, Nyssa was spending some time in Orenthal as she went to report in to the Shadow Wolves on what happened in the Rigorum. While speaking with her friend and contact Lyle, she learned of a new job, to go to the town of Mandeville and discover who was the mole in the Shadow Wolves. Is there anything you would like to do over the next few days before Aaron... Basically tells you exactly what Lyle already told you, minus the fact that you're there to find a contact against the Shadow Wolves. Would it be possible to maybe try and do some research if I can? Not a ton of bookshops in the Low Hills, but there's plenty in the other districts. I will venture then. (laughs) What sort of research are you looking into? To do with the Fae and the Feywild. You know, the best source of information on this is Zoxiara's. Ugh. You could also try and go to some of the smaller libraries that are nearby, but would have less information, most likely. Your other bet is to see if Aaron can get you into the Staff Federation Archive Library there, but that might be tricky. I won't want to, like, make any trouble for Aaron. I'll try just quietly doing some research in the library by myself. So go ahead and roll an investigation check for the first day. 16. So doing some research, you've do read up that Fey are where elves apparently originated from. There's little bits of like base history of the world type information that elves came from the Feywild. A lot of that that you get from it, and some information of various 
members of the Staff Federation having either gone to or done research on the Feywild. Beyond that, you don't get a ton of stuff, but overall you do get that Fey are very magical creatures. Anything on Fey specifically? You would get probably a little bit of a reference to Bai, not so much from the Feywild, but from folklore. Most of the stories that you already know. Okay. It'll be something I just kind of keep plugging at as and when I can, as and when I have time and can... Okay. Make me two more investigation checks then. Eight for the first one. 24 for the second one. It might just be from frustration of not finding anything, but that second day, you're not sure if you actually accidentally pulled the same books as the day before. (sighs) The third day, you do find a little book. It seems a little bit out of a place in a library like this, and flipping through... It kind of talks like almost this like legendary discussion of elves, that they came from a land that could change and yet remain the same. The sky always the same, but the land itself had such magic and was so alive that it seemed to shift and move depending on its moods. It references some elves that remained, becoming entities known as Eladrin. But the common elf are the ones that came into the world as it is. You know, elves ventured into the various planes of existence, explored a bunch of different things, but for the most part, the elves adapted to the planes that they reside in and kind of have all changed in different ways because of it over time. There's not a ton more you get on the Feywild itself, but there's lots of it that imply like legend and myth, but this is the most you've gotten on the Feywild and the elves that originated there. In this one particular book? Yes. I'm debating trying to sneak this book out of the library. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try sneaking it out. Go ahead and roll a stealth check. Twenty total. You are able to successfully take the book. Songs of a Mystical Land. Excellent. Thank you. The cover is actually fairly pretty. It's got lots of different details of greens and blues on it. No author listed. It seems like it might be a collection of various legends. Ah. As the third day passes, Aaron fills you in that your job is to go to the nearby town of Mandeville and try and acquire these tomes. They're basically journals of research on various different planes of existence that different members of the Staff Federation have done and collected over time. They're of interest, and also they're trying to find like this cultist group that is a part of all of this and see what they can figure out. So you guys spend the evening to rest and prepare, and the next day you travel to Mandeville, I assume, unless there's anything else to keep you here? Mm, no, not that I can think of. Along the way, you do pass this uh, tiny little town that you see off in the distance, but it's only several hours in. Nothing of particular interest there, and uh, continue to make your way through. As the sun begins to set, you do arrive at the town of Mandeville. It's filled with dark wooden rooftops, cypress wood walls, and babbling creeks that you hear off in the distance. Overall, from what you know of this town and what Aaron kind of told you along the way is this town was pretty badly devastated 150 years ago during the time of the Cataclysm and has just been slowly building itself up ever since, making a big focus on wood production, on leatherworking, and on uh, herbalism, trying to come up with basically new ways of helping heal people of ailments that aren't clerical means. Hmm, interesting. Their biggest thing, however, is for animal breeding. So hunting animals, mounts. So as you arrive, 
you do know that the inn and tavern known as the slaughtered eagle is just down the street you see it's lined with like this little low stone wall it has a timber framed two-story building and a yellow tile roof with a chimney that's uh softly has some smoke coming out of it walking inside you see it's well lit by several different torches though there's a couple of corners here and there that you kind of notice have some cobwebs on them as if they're tables that aren't readily used <laughs> but several people are, are in the the tavern and going up you do see the bartender leo dighton wears tan clothing a little bit heavy sets long chestnut hair that's kind of pulled back into a foot-long braid and he has uh, bright green eyes you speak to him for a bit, and he offers you uh, some rooms. Aaron pays for them and says, it's it's Staff Federation. We're good. It's not our money. Fair enough. I won't argue with that. Before you are allowed to retire for the evening, and Leo just kind of says, Not now on the information that you require. We will discuss more in the morning. Very well. Thank you. So you get to retire for the evening. When you're awake the next morning, you can go up to the bar and discuss with Leo a little bit. And he explains that he has been keeping tabs on this woman known as Wolf Hunter, a Goliath woman who often is a hunter and takes care of herself, but lives within the Calm Grove, the name of the nearby forest. She doesn't simply hunt animals. She also hunts items of interest, I believe, for, well, the group you are searching for. It seems they have been spreading in the woods and creating stories of a haunted lamb, which has brought our timber down a bit. I am sorry to hear it. Well, I already didn't have much in the way of customers here there's not very many come to my tavern to drink and even fewer come to sleep but i do what i can make what money i can to help those around you do a fine job sir thank you well and he'll kind of explain a little bit of what he knows of the woods that they're several miles across and he has an idea of where most of the hauntings happen okay they says rumor has it these cultists serve some sort of entity of he would guess undeath oh joy okay aaron's like okay so what do you think how do we go about this because i mean cultists if they're here they have a base so we could try and sneak around and check some things out or we could try and i don't know infiltrate well, you know me, I'm definitely always for the sneaking. We definitely need to locate where the base is. Do we know anything else about these other cultists? Any visual appearance of any of them? Are they a mixture of races and beings? Do we know anything? Look at Leo and Leo's. Of the ones that I've seen, they are various races. I assume that they have some undead among their ranks under their control but they would have to have living members to interact with other normal, everyday people. Why don't we do some sneaking, see if we can find a base, then maybe think about 
infiltrating, but that could be dangerous. Sounds good. We'll sneak around first. I can do some. She wiggles her fingers. Invisibility, and uh, we can take a look. That we only have one hour. Once I do it. Okay. Let's go. And just start to scamper off. You guys walk through the town, see a bunch of uh, various townsfolk kind of look at you and notice you are not going to the stables and get some confused looks. <laughs> it seems like if anybody comes to town, it's not just coming through. Gotcha. So you wander through and, and off to the edges where you do see the large forested area beside the town and begin to proceed within. Mm-hmm. It's quiet. It's um, a little misty. You see a canopy that's kind of rolled by various redwood, magnolia, cypress trees. The crowns allow like short beams of light to descend. Curling vines kind of grasp every tree. There's a medley of flowers uh, growing all over the place. But while very colorful, otherwise fairly mundane forest grounds, uh, you hear a mixture of animal noises, some sounds from insects in the air, and just continue on. A ways in, you notice through the, the trees as well that there seems to be a fairly nice-sized lake off in the distance, but overall this is fairly quiet. You start to circle around the lake and kind of, once you're basically out of sight of town, Aaron then casts invisibility upon the two of you. Sweet. I'm assuming you're just doing a scouting mission for the day. Yeah, pretty much. Just getting a, an idea of the layout of the forest itself. Exactly what it's like. And just scouting to see... I guess signs of comings and goings as well. And then if we can see, if we can gather if there's a if there's a base hidden in here somewhere. So go ahead and first roll a stealth check. That would be 24. So you turn invisible and both you and Aaron, who rolled a total of 20. Yay! Kind of duck low and scuttle through and you hear a few crunching of leaves here and there, but it's none of it too loud as you begin to make your way through. So go ahead and roll an investigation check. As you are searching the area. 23. And continue to search around. You notice, considering the area, there's not a lot of spots where there would be like a hidden base. So maybe if you found some cave nearby, that might be able to help you out. Or maybe there's some other entrance you're unaware of. But for the most part, it's hard to tell unless you look up. They're up in the trees, but you don't notice anything up in the trees. Other than low critters jumping about. <laughs> So for one last roll, roll a survival check for me to see if you can find any tracks or anything like that. Natural 20. Partially, it might be because of the fact that you were given a heads up on this, but you do notice in the dirt as you are exploring around some very large footprints. Not like large creature footprints, but just someone heavy. Goliath? Tracking those for a while, you start to notice them follow like right between... A densely packed area of trees and brush and all of that. And as you kind of go and peek around the area, you notice just through the trees, like a mound of dirt that seems to have a small opening in it. Ooh. Looks like it could be a cave entrance there. Once or twice, by the way, during your investigation of all of this, Aaron has cast invisibility more than once. For the sake of this, this takes them like almost all day as you guys are just searching this area because you have to search slowly and carefully. Yeah. <laughs> I will point out to her the mounds that I've seen. She does not see the footprints at all, but she trusts you. Do we go investigate, see if we can get in? Do we stay here and observe it? What do you think? Maybe wait and observe a little. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, you guys hold. Roll one more stealth check with advantage for me. 
15 total. Still very quiet. Since you're not moving and you're just watching, after a little bit, due to how close you are to the cave, you hear some footsteps behind you. (laughs) And you quietly turn your head and notice just a couple of figures who seem to be just looking about and searching. They have these dark robes, and you notice faintly kind of etched in there's a little bit of gray of an outline of what looks like a spine with a skull imagery across it. Kind of looks around, and no one today. They pass right by where you're hiding, getting through the tightly packed cluster of brush and trees, and proceed towards the entrance of this cave. And as they get close, you hear a voice kind of whisper slightly from the cave. Due to your proximity, you're able to just barely hear it. How do we excel? And the response from the two figures is, through learning, we excel. Through undeath, we excel forevermore. And there's a brief moment where you see a third figure kind of emerge slightly from the cave, look around, and then move aside as the two initial humanoids walk in. I think we found the base. Aaron, and kind of like tugs on a sleeve slightly, like away, and you both start to inch away and i assume eventually just make your way back to town yeah as you are there I'm just okay wow that that was a bit intense yeah that's uh that's that that's a thing mm-hmm. i don't recognize that symbol do you do i roll a straight intelligence 22 you have seen the symbol before you're not sure why you remember this but this is a cult of tenebris uh. Okay. He's a demon lord of undeath, and usually most cultists who follow him basically are trying to learn unholy magics, and they usually like controlling undead, and eventually being intelligent undead if they can get to that point. Interesting. I will relay that information to Eren. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. We could try sneaking in. Maybe there's another entrance we didn't see, because most people try to have a exit plan and if they're that smart then they probably have two ways in and out of there that'd be my guess but maybe infiltration or just try and sneak in and continue searching i mean i'm all about the sneaking but would we manage it with these guys i mean yeah we could try and look for a second entry exit point who would infiltrate you or me honestly if i can get a clear path it would probably be better no offense you're great with magic But I know more magic. I was afraid you were going to say that. But I need some help. If we need to do the infiltrating, we need that same symbol. I pat my bag. I'm like, just so happens I've picked up a few items. I may be able to do a little disguising on you. I have a plan. Now, because of my sending spell, I can keep in contact with you on any of that. But maybe you sneak around. See if you can find another entrance to the place. And what I can do is see if I can get in using, like, a disguise and that phrase that we just heard. I don't really like it, but I think it's the best option we've got. And I'm definitely finding another entrance because I want you to have a way to get out if you get in trouble. And you message me if you get in trouble. Absolutely. First thing I do. Because this is this is a lot. So, we've been dealing with a lot. Yeah. But hey, we got this. We got this. Don't worry. I'll make sure I have spells at my disposal to make sure I can get out of there in a hurry. I know how powerful you are. 
I don't doubt it. I just worry for you. She wiggles her fingers. <laughs> All right, that sounds like the plan. Let's disguise me as a cult of Tenebris and tell me everything you know about them, since you know more than I do. I will. Go ahead and roll a disguise kit check. 18 total. She has several different robes. Uh, she takes ones that are some darker and you uh, have a little bit of paint and stuff like that. And you kind of mix it in and are able to get those at least a similar shade to the, the dark blacks and all that that the cultists you saw had. And are able to sketch in the grayish imagery of the skull with the spinal column. Uh, that kind of runs across the chest uh, in the same pattern as what you saw. Nice. Overall, looks pretty good. Okay. So I think, and she's like looking down at herself and looking at this. You did add some like some leaves and some branches and, and catches of twigs in, in the robes to make it look like she's been walking through the woods a little bit. No, I should look like myself and not do disguise self. Unless an emergency, that can be one of my ways out. I'll look like somebody else. I could alter some other things for you if you want. Yeah, let's let's change a little bit on like how my hair is and maybe some features here. She'll like gesture as you continue to to work. She looks a little different. Not so much so that she's no longer like she's still a half elf, but she no longer looks like Aaron. It would take like some real close inspection, you think, to to see through this disguise. We'll say this is like between night and then the following morning as you guys are working on this. All right, so I know what I'm saying. I'm a new recruit for the cult. Well, I'll go in. I'll probably be there for a few hours. I'll sneak out during the night if I can. Send you a message spell, worst case. And we'll meet back up here tonight in order to figure all that out and get this done. Yeah, and you look for another another entrance to this place. I will. Be careful. You too. Don't have too much fun. I'll keep some around for you. Good. And you both continue to wander off. Go ahead and roll a stealth check and an investigation check. 24 stealth. 22 investigation. Since you are specifically looking for another entrance, you already know where the initial one is supposed to be. You're looking in that general area, considering all of that. You split up from Aaron, not too close to where the entrance you found was, so that she would not be seen with another strange person. Yeah. Searching around Nyssa over the next few hours, you notice that there's not any other real caves here, but the first cave entrance you found is not too far from the lake. And as you're kind of wandering around the lake, you peek in and you can just see at one point as the light streams through, there's some figures moving at the bottom of the lake. I knew it. I knew it was going to have to do with that light. And as you watch through, you notice at one point someone seems to swim up and kind of quietly crest and look about step out of the water and cast a spell that starts to dry their clothes even and they continue to walk through okay and as you watch some more you see another figure return go into the lake cast a spell on themselves before they do and then dive under and seem to swim with no issue down through the lake after several hours you do hear in your head i'm in so far doesn't seem to be a problem no suspicion creepy place couple dozen people definitely some undead safe for now okay i'll send back okay here second entrance under the lake be careful you look around for a while more is there anything else you want to do while you're in the area or are you heading back and waiting for further contact i won't investigate the lake further than i have done then 
but yeah just keep an eye on it for a little while keep an eye on comings and goings see if there's any other helpful things i can pick up while i'm while i'm there so searching around every once in a while you do hear kind of like weird creepy wailing sounds off in the distance but you don't see anything from it do i gather that might be like spells might be some spells yeah uh, because of your stealth, eventually you do kind of notice, like, little shifts and forms off in the distance, but nothing like a solid shape, and not too long after you see a figure walk through, like an actual person. Do I have an idea, like, how long illusions can last, but how long they can be maintained? Roll Arcana. 16. The more powerful the illusion, the longer it lasts usually is the case, but you know of spells, illusory spells, that can last up to an hour or even 24 hours. Would I also know... Like, for people to be maintaining these illusions, they wouldn't be able to do as much other things, would it? Usually it does require concentration. Good to know. Anything else you would like to do? Since you were taking more time to, like, just observe, this would probably be approaching mid-afternoon to early evening. The temptation to go and, like, knock all these illusions on the head, like, stop making this a haunted place, but no, I won't do that. <laughs> for now, yeah. Eventually you do get... Another sending from Aaron, who just says, still good, still safe. Maybe getting out much later tonight. Meet back at inn by early morning at latest. You good? All good here. Keeping watch, watching comings and goings. Some illusion magic going on over here. Nothing much more to worry about. As the sun is starting to set, you know you could probably get to town before it's fully set. Yeah, I'll probably begin making my way back. So you make your way back to the inn. Leo's there, he gives you food for the evening. Doesn't really say anything, just goes about his business, because he's kind of like, I've told you what I can, it's yours now. I'm just the informant here. Eventually, night comes, start to feel real tired, so unless you want to start taking points of exhaustion, you will have to sleep. I'm going to stay up as long as I possibly can do, but then, yeah, I'll eventually sleep. So, you wake up the next morning, and Aaron is not in the room. Panic. I'll quickly grab everything and race downstairs if Leo is there. He is. Have you seen Erin? Has Erin been in? Was she supposed to come back last night? Last night or this morning? I haven't seen her. If she is in any danger, then you should not go by yourself. Trouble as I am by myself! I knew we shouldn't have infiltrated. Before you go out, there is another group coming in. Separate job from the Staff Federation. Okay. I receive word they should be arriving today or tomorrow. I hope it's today. If you can wait, may be able to help each other. I'll try my best. I won't tell them your business, but their business is their own. That's fair. If you want, go up to your room and I will retrieve you when they arrive. Hopefully you hear from your friend before that. I, I hope so. Have you got anything you need doing? I need to keep busy. I need to do something. Kind of looks around. I mean, the place could use with a clean, and I have a few broken things here and there. Show me to them. So he will take you about and let you do some little odd jobs to keep you distracted. Now we're going to jump to Auric, Leuven, and Elaine as they continue to study the Vault of Neverhelm and get a better sense over what this place was. By the way, you magic people, there's footprints, and then there's some crystal marks. I don't know. Maybe that's how we got out of here before, and maybe we could still use it again? Well, I mean, we could check to see if it has any sort of magical imprint. We could just stand on it and see if it does anything. Maybe we should actually inspect it first. 
Inca goes and stands on it. So now what? I'm going to point to the mark with the five crystals and be like, put your staff on it. He puts a staff on it. I don't see anything. Should I try casting a spell? I could always cast a firebolt. And he starts to form fire in his hand. Well, the last time we were here, our party member heard a voice. You're not hearing any voices, are you? No voices. That stands to reason it may not be working. It seems like whatever was left here is, well, and demean gestures towards the crystal. Isn't that? Is there like a force that's not related to a deity, but could still provide power, but not from like a being? Uh, as far as I'm aware, anything that provides power must be a being. Uh, there are warlocks. Warlocks have the potential to gain power from another thing. However, the thing may or may not be aware that the warlock is drawing power, depending on how powerful the thing is, but it's still a being as far as my understanding goes. Look over to Inca. Hey, sorcerer, where do you get your power from? It is innate. It is within me. I have my power. Hi, but he's still a being. Yeah, but he's not a deity. No, but I have the power. The power within me to manipulate the magic in the air and control it and bend it to my will. Only amount of it, though. At least I don't need to rely on someone else for power, stares at Auric. Aye, but he has much more to power. You only got what you got. Oh, his power is fine. I would block his view of, of Auric. One point I want to make. I have no qualms on Yadomin's power himself, because it's his power. Yours, and he points like around you, Elaine, even though he's not actually staring at Auric, he's just pointing in the general direction of where Auric is. Your power is not your power. It's his power. Points up to the sky. Given to you. Points back at Auric. Aye, he has entrusted me with it. It's alright. He has lent me his strength. Yes. So all the things that you craft, that's your own hands, right? Definitely not Yadumin's. No, he, he works through me. Oh, so it's Yadumin's good works, not yours. By this point, Yopig has, like, kind of almost scruffed Inca to, like, grab the- I'm, All right, I'll stop, I'll stop, I'll stop. It's like, how, how quick would I be able to take out certain enemies? Oh, sorry. Are you guys done doing your thing yet? No, he's still going. Oh. He stares over at the stairway that goes down. Okay. Alright, well, at least we've confirmed it. We're not going to be recharging the orb here. Demean is just like, just okay, listen. At this point, we just need to make a decision. Do you want to use the scrying crystal, or are we not and just going to go about doing something else? I would vote no. I think we should refrain from using it if we ever want to use it again. I agree, it might be our last chance, so let's save it for something good. The original reason we were coming here was to potentially use this to see if the champion was anywhere in his domain. And we're trying to determine if this has any value or is a threat to the Nephany. The answer is yes, it is a threat to the Nephany. So you want to hold on to it and keep it as a threat. As opposed to what, leaving it here where anyone else can find it? No, use it and drain it. So no one else can use it. I, I see what you're saying, but it despite being dangerous, also has great value and could be a great asset to the Nephany. The Nephany, never mind. But why would they want to scry on others? I keep apprised of any threats that might be about. Say this champion, for instance, or even that hag. So what is the plan? Because standing here and staring at the crystal is not going to get us anywhere. 
Yeah, so if, if we have a good use for the charge, let's use the charge. I just don't want to waste it just for the sake of wasting it. No, I was saying, I like your original plan of let's see if the champion's on his lands. We should do that as we get close, though, right? Because if we do it now and we're nowhere near, then the situation could change by the time we have anything to do anything about it. Damien kind of just, like, rubs his eyes a little bit. Fine. So, Leuven, you remove the crystal from the wall. No problem. Guess we should get going. Is there anything else y'all needed to see in this room? I mean, we've determined that the threat that this room could pose is gone. So, the only threat to the Nephany right now, and he points at the crystal on your hand. Do you want me to hold on to it again, Leuven? You can if you want, or I can use my bag of holding. Up to you. I'll just put it back in mine, I guess. There is that one other room nearby that we should probably just peek in before we go. I suppose. We did come all the way out here again. Might as well make the most of it. This place is weird. Unnatural. That's why I'm okay to leave whenever you are to determine our next course of action. Worth making sure that room also is unmagical, although it probably is, given the statue. Well, let's get going then. At least we don't have to walk through fire again. So, you guys cross the bridge, head back, find that little side passage, and just proceed down. Before we get too close to it, just kind of pause. Are, are we going quiet? Or are we just going to walk on through? Yeah, ghost is just walking. Yep. Okay. I have a hard time believing we're going to find a foe as tough as Rylot further ahead. Yazgos just says, we have been walking and talking for so long. If we can fight something, I'm actually still okay with that as he rounds the corner. I'm following. Okay. Yopig's just like, he's just so... Salty? He gets impatient. I understand. You proceed down, curves a little bit, but eventually you arrive at a stone room. You notice uh, ahead of you are two bodies that are kind of desiccated. Both one hand seems to be chained up to a wall. The chains dangle down. You notice a few other chains along the wall at various intervals. Does it look like a dungeon? Might have been a prison or dungeon of some sort. Can I tell what kind of humanoids these bodies might once have been? Make a nature check. Seven. Fifteen. Seventeen. Elaine and... Auric. So you kind of study the bodies, you notice a little bit of a pointed ear based off the size of them or what they once were. They were pretty big, so orcs. You notice something that's odd. The bodies are very desiccated. They look like they have just been here for a very long time. The clothing does not. The clothing looks fresher. Like magical, maybe? No, it's torn, it's scrapped, it's bloodied. But the hide that they're wearing seems like maybe it's only been here for a couple of weeks. Well, do we know of any kind of monster that could do this to bones or to creatures? Or a spell? Roll intelligence. A nat 20 for a total of 19. 19? Non-natural 20. There are creatures that could suck the life from people. However, you know necrotic damage is literally sucking the life force from the person. So based off of what you're looking at here, it looks like basically they took tons of necrotic damage. You're looking at it and you notice a rune on the chains. I would definitely point that out. Those are magic chains of life-sucking guys. Is it the chains or is it like the manacle part? Closer inspection, there are runes all along the chain to the wall. 
But what is it feeding is the question. Did we drain him? <gasps> what if when we pulled the thing out of the wall, it sucked all their juices? <laughs> if that's what was powering the location? Yes. Oh, that's dark. Leuven, can you inspect these runes? See if you can make heads or tails of them. So you can make an arcana check if you want. Total 20. Closer inspection. One thing you do notice is the chains look like they are a little bit broken now. So no more magic left in them. However, the magic that they did contain seemed to siphon the life force from whoever was clasped in them and continually siphon the life force out of them. These things are terrible. The magic's gone now, and I'm glad. It sucks life out of people when it's tied around them. But why and where does it go? Can we deduce that the age of the bodies of these orcs appears to line up from the last time we were here? You do see the symbol of the Nightmare Skull Clan on one of the bodies. They may have been part of that initial group that you encountered. So this could have been the work of Raidat the first time. But you think they don't work anymore, Leuven? Yeah, the, these are physically showing signs of damage, and when that happens with the magic item, yeah, usually there's nothing you can do. It's it's just, it's gone, gone. Can we get any kind of determination or figure out how how or what this would have been drawing the life force for, like, why it would have done that? Or power never held. Or if, the, or if the energy once taken from the victim was just gone. What was your total roll, Leuven? 20. The life force was pulled from them, but not just pulled from them. It is meant to be pulled and used somehow, though you're uncertain as to how. Okay, yeah, this is even worse. Yep, the life force was used for something. Luvin, can you roll another arcana check for me? Natural 20, total 27. Luvin, considering all of your the stuff you've been reading, understanding of magic, the next thought sends a cold shiver down your spine why the magic feels heavy, why this place feels wrong, because something horrific happened in Neverhelm and has since left a faint essence of whatever it was. Something immense happened here to have left a lingering effect on the entirety of the city. So, uh... You remember that um, feeling we've been having ever since the first time we came here? Just that kind of sense of wrongness? How could I forget? Yeah, that was citywide. Something I don't even want to think about what was going on. But this seems connected to something horrible that left a mark on the whole city. They were all killed at the same time. The city died at one moment that would... Demean's kind of looking around like, oh. Oh, all of those skeletons. Mm -hmm. Why everything's untouched, why the streets are just, it was all in an instant. The city died in an instant. Truly a travesty. What could do that, though? Who could do that? Uh, someone or a group of immense power, a god? Very, very few. It must have been a long time ago, given the architecture. Except maybe for these ones. I would like to leave this place now. So would I. I think we're done here. Yopig kind of goes at this point. I believe Umera has guided me to learn this and would now like me to leave. 
Real quick, I'm just going to inspect the two bodies and see if there's anything like personal on either of them. Brief inspection, you find the equivalent of two gold, but no personal items. You said they, they have the symbol on them somewhere that, of this nightmare skull. Is it like on a patch? On their armor. Okay, can I just rip one of them off and stuff it in my bag? Easily enough. Okay. Once you guys leave this particular building, get back into the city proper, noticing maybe with newer eyes the various skeletons strewn about the streets, some that seem to have definitely been killed from injury, others that just seem to be lying there. As if they suddenly just dropped dead. Some yes, others dropped dead, and then stood back up maybe. Oh, <laughs> cool. Excellent. As unnatural energies seem to fill the air, Yopig's gonna just turn to you guys. I believe we should, at this point, need to go our separate ways, but we will keep in touch. Gestures towards Luvin, who has this, and he's like, Thank you again for this. Look forward to being pen pals with you all. We might search a few buildings on our way out just to see if there is anything else magical, but this place is wrong. I, I can't get out of here soon enough. Yazgos is kind of like, Elaine, mm-hmm. you owe me a sparring match one day. I look forward to taking you up on that. And goes, and you owe me a drink. Yes. One for each hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Inka goes up to you, Oric. You have Yadami. I'm not, not going for insulting this time. But when was the last time you made something without his help? Just for your own benefit. To see what you could do by yourself. Uh, it has been a little while since I've gone back to the old ways. I might give it a shot. Just curious, as I am a very enthusiastic supporter of your own skill. I just, yadamine, yadamine, whatever, all that, blah, 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 blah. But, <laughs> just saying, you should try also to see what you can do, not just what you can do with his help. Uh, it has been a little challenging to try and forge on the road, I must admit. You have to make do with what you got, as you might say. Yes, you do what you can. Anyways, as... Annoying as the preaching's been, I do get to listen to Yopig talk about Vumera, so another deity is not terrible. A little change of pace, but it was a pleasure to meet all of you, and thank you for your help. Inca then turns around and just starts to saunter off. Yes, it's just, if you're ever down in some ruins, maybe we can uh, meet up again. We tend to travel a lot, you never know. I mean, it's a big world, but... Right, we do seem to find ourselves in odd places. And if you'll keep us in touch with the information about any more Gru or, I don't know, anything that creeps and crawls out of the abyss by any chance. Don't know much about that, but I'll keep you informed. Or anything God-related. I'm sure Yopig will snatch the Sending Stone to tell you if she's heard anything from Fumera or Yadamine or whatever. And I'll keep you informed about what happens with this painting. I can't wait to show it off. It is impressive, I'll tell you that. And I hope you get to see a lot of what you want to. Like I said, big world. You're a half-elf. You have plenty of life ahead of you. Take the opportunity to explore it. And meet people. Talk to people. Get to know them. Fight them and learn who they... Re- uh, wait, sorry, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Learning who they really are by fi- 
And you, you're more the brains stuff. I more just want to see if I can beat someone up. Punch him. Punch, kick. Overall, just see if I can win in a fight. He taps his shield, looks over at you, Auric. Thank you again. I, I'm glad you'll get some use out of it. Oh, well, the next time you see me, I'll try and keep it clean. I do a fairly good job of that, but there might be some new scuff marks on it. An item worn is an item best used. Indeed. It goes to each of you to shake your hand. Shake his hand. Yeah, yeah. Better make sure Inca's not blowing something up or nearly dying. He seems good at that. Just Inca's like still just walking. Yopig bows to each of you. Well, I am sure Fumera will guide your path. We'll speak with Yadumin to assist you in whatever quests that you find yourselves in. Best of luck to all of you. I, I'm sure Yadamin will help guide your path as well. And maybe Vumar will help too. Slight smirk. We'll talk to you later, Pummel Patrol. Right back at you, Rumble Squad. And she will turn and scurry after her two party mates. What is Demean doing the whole time? You look and Demean's not next to you like you thought he was. He's about 30 to 40 feet away, just like staring down alleys as if he's just like scouting the path. And just like, sorry. Way too much going on there, and... You're not a people person, it's fine. Yeah, anyways, off we go. Off we go. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends, and follow us on Twitter at RulesIsWritten, or check out our website, dndraw.com, and feel free to email any questions to the DM at dm at dndraw.com. Also, subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found, and please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. See ya!